0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the sea, to the territory of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, at once a man from the tombs who had an unclean spirit met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs, and no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. In fact, he had frequently been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles smashed, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the hillsides, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. He had been saying to him, unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, what is your name? He replied, legion is my name. There are many of us. And he pleaded earnestly with him not to drive them away from that territory Now a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside, and they pleaded with him, send us into the swine, let us enter them. And he let them, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. A a herd of about 2,000 rushed down a steep bank into the sea where they were drowned. The swineherds ran away and reported the incident in the town and throughout the countryside, and people came out to see what had happened. As they approached Jesus, they caught sight of the man who had been possessed by Legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were seized with fear. Those who had witnessed the incident explained to them what had happened to the possessed man and to the swine. Then they began to beg him to leave their district. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed pleaded to remain with him. But Jesus would not permit him, but told him instead, go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis what Jesus had done for him, and all were amazed. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the spiritual life there's there's two things that we often talk about uh, desolation and then consolation consolation are those moments it could be at mass it could be during personal prayer you know honestly it could be anywhere you could be driving in your car and and see the sunset or something like that but often some sort of experience that you have of god and feeling his abiding presence in you and it's in the hard part about that is it's it's nearly impossible to explain and you often feel like slightly crazy when you try to explain it to other people because it's just hard to explain feeling god's closeness to you at times but but it seemingly happens at times that are very unexpected to us of course the opposite of that is uh is desolation and desolation is a it's just awful it's an awful feeling of feeling like you're down in the valley or sad or depressed or that, or that god is not close to you even though as we as we kind of learned from this weekend we know that his love is a constant thing so it's always present but sometimes we don't always feel that presence even though his love is always emanating out towards us but one of the things that you notice in the gospel that's so unbelievably important is just that you see that sort of pleading after the demon has been exercised from this man or the demons have been exercised from him he's like, Lord, remain with me. You know, he sort of pleads with God, like, please stay with me. And that that's truly what we all want, because those moments of consolation are the moments that usually get us through the, the trough, get us through the desolation. And so, but it's not always possible. That's what you see. He says, you know, Jesus is like, I, I cannot remain with you. But this is what I wanted to share with you today. So this is um, also in the the Total Consecration to Mary book um, through St. Louis de Montfort, but there's a part in here on day 32 where this is St. Louis de Montfort's reflection. He says, Eternal wisdom, on the one hand, wished to prove his love for man by dying in his place in order to save him, but on the other hand, he could not bear the thought of leaving him, so he devised a marvelous way of dying and living at the same time, and of abiding with man until the end of time. So in order to fully satisfy his love, he instituted the sacrament of Holy Eucharist and went to the extent of changing and overturning nature itself. He does not conceal himself under a sparkling diamond or some other precious stone because he does not want to abide with man in an ostentatious manner, but he hides himself under the appearance of a small piece of bread." man's ordinary nourishment so that when received he might enter the heart of man and there take his delight those who love ardently act in this way O eternal wisdom says a saint O god who is truly lavish with himself in his desire to be with man it's amazing that's the way he abides with us again you know in the eucharist and through the eucharist and today we celebrate a great saint saint john bosco and often they called him, they just simply called him Don Bosco, and you know, Don is kind of a, it's sort of like a colloquial, I don't know, it's it's an endearing term for father, right? And so in Mexican culture, as well as Italian culture, sometimes they'll call a priest Don, and so they would often call him Don Bosco, and I remember I experienced this at a restaurant that we used to go to very often in Rome that, that was right near where I lived, Sometimes I would walk by and they would say, Don Pietro, <laughs> you know, like that. And, and it really just fills you with joy, just just that, that saying hi with joy. And I thought Don Bosco walking through the streets of Turin, I'm sure they were just like, Don Bosco, Don Bosco, you know, kind of calling out to him often. There's a story about Don Bosco, and, and there were many miracles surrounding his life, but he was always so unbelievably humble about them. There was one particular time where he had thought that the ciborium inside the tabernacle was was full of hosts that the sacristan had put a full ciborium out on the counter in the sacristy and forgot to bring it out and so at the time after the consecration he goes and opens the ciborium and there were very few hosts and he worked with mostly young boys and stuff and kind of helped a lot of young boys especially in difficult situations there were over 600 boys that were going to be at this mass and there were very few hosts in in the saboria, and he just simply prayed. He prayed, and then he walked up to distribute communion. And there were just enough hosts; they multiplied inside the saboria, and so they didn't run out of hosts. Although there were not even close to enough hosts that day, and then the sacristan, realizing his mistake, you know, had said to people, he said, "No, look, here's the saboria. I forgot." to put out in, you know, on the altar for, for Father. And people had brought it up to him years later, and he generally, he generally said something. Yes, it was an amazing example of the Lord's providence, and, and then changed the subject. <laughs> you know, because he didn't want to dwell on it, because he said the far greater miracle is that the Lord changes bread and wine into himself for us than that multiplication that happened that day. So we remember that even though we go through dark times, difficult times, in fact, a seminarian just sent me a message not long ago. that said, I'm just feeling that heavy weight, that gravity, that difficulty. We all feel that sometimes. We always have to remember that the Lord is with us. We wish he could be with us in that personal way when he saved the the man from all those demons. uh, But he's still with us always in the Eucharist. God bless you all.